0: Hello again, Pastor Deborah, for God be love, love is here ministries. And this is series two of mental health and the forever person. In the first series, which had seven episodes, we talked about a math, a new math called one plus one plus one. This series, which is beginning Uh, Today, and I'll have many different episodes in it, is entitled, The Three Realms. This is going to be a little introduction into these episodes that are coming. Oh my goodness, I got started a little bit early. (laughs) People are still finding their seats. Okay. Oh my goodness. Got a lot of people here today from all over the world, because the videos are starting to get known, and some of my stories, they're incredible, are starting to be heard, because they have been silent for many, many years. But this new series, both the webcams and the podcast, Mental Health and the Forever Person. This new series, like I said, is entitled The Three Rounds. In these episodes, This will be quite a few. We're going to dig a little deeper into ourselves and the three realms that our mental health and our forever person live in. The first realm, which many of us are very aware of, is called the realm of the natural, the physical body, the temporary realm. The realm that we can see out here, when you look at people, that's what we see. So that's going to be the first realm. And I'm going to break it up into several episodes to go through it and then talk about the professions that deal with mental health, some of the history of mental health, and some of the different... Uh, terminology and definitions because it's very real vital for you in your learning to understand terms and definitions. Most of us don't know what this people are talking to us, the doctors or our therapists in the mental health world. They sort of know. Uh, not a lot of people have a lot of history of it. We're getting it in bits and pieces uh, all over. A lot of wonderful sayings on LinkedIn, a lot of posts. A lot of people are trying so hard to encourage us and give us words and give us some life skills and life coaching to help us. But it's hard when you only have so many nanoseconds on LinkedIn for a post. Or you go to your therapist or your psychiatrist or your primary care physician and they're under a lot of time pressure and they got to... Sort of move us in and move us out. So we're going to talk about in the first set of episodes. That area of the three realms. The second realm will be the realm of your soul. Which as I have taught you before. Has a conscious awareness part. And a subconscious part. And we're going to talk about precepts and concepts and beliefs and thoughts and your mind and pictures and your five senses and how all of that is more intricately involved in your mental health. should be pretty exciting if you've never studied it. Then the third realm is the realm of the spirit. It is the realm that the forever person lives in. A lot of people know about it. I see them all the time in that realm. It's not a spooky realm. But some people make it very spooky and it is very, it's very much with us here on planet Earth. It has good stuff and bad stuff in it. That is where a forever person lives. And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about the forever person and how he is related to and how he is affected by And have the world, the realm of the natural, the physical body, and the soul affect it. So that all three realms are involved in mental health. And they're all involved in the healing part of it. And so I wanted to just give you this introduction before I get started with episode one. So you'll be aware of what's coming. There'll be lots of different episodes. You know me, I like to talk a lot. And I have a lot of people listening and they're here with us now. And so I just wanted to let you know, welcome again to a new series of Mental Health and the Forever Person, The Three Rounds. It will be up on the webcam, on YouTube, on the website, Org. It will be put on the podcast of Mental Health and the Forever Person, which you can get to from the website. And I will also podcast it on out. And uh, so you can listen to it wherever you are. And uh, so this is real vital because the world and all humanity are dealing with the mental health and the forever person. Those two realms are connected. They are on planet Earth. And we have so many issues. And everybody, every nation, every organization, the UN, every loving faith-based person, every loving faith based for every religion everybody's trying to solve these problems. So I'm trying to come in and just give you some basic information that when you are out there and you're trying to get healed or find a proper uh, person to help you that you'll have a little bit of information. That you can ask some intelligent questions. You can research all this out. Love, it's on YouTube. It's out on the Internet, Wikipedia. So you become an informed person. So you can know how to find the healing that you need. And a little bit more about the mental health and the forever person. So this is the introduction to the new series of mental health and the forever person. The three realms, and they are again, that's right, the natural realm, which includes the physical body, that is correct, and the mental, emotional realm, that is correct, that deals with the soul, it's conscious, and it's subconscious, and the realm of the spirit, yay, that's right. So we're going to be going into those in more detail. I can't take you right there, jump you off and throw you into the deep end of the pool where I live most of the time, because it takes a lot of work to get there. You gotta learn to swim. You gotta learn to bob your head under the water, hold your breath, uh, all kinds of things before you can get a lot of realizations of what's going on. But welcome. I hope to get this up today as quick as I can. I am multitasking. Tomorrow I and which is Saturday and Sunday. I will be in two days of training on suicide prevention and support group for the community. Uh, one of the people that's learning how to uh, help them. Because it's suicide is in every place, it's every, even in the jails and the prisons. We just heard about a big case about that one uh, right here in America. So is suicide real? Yes. Is it happening to, to every na- in every nation and every culture? Yes. Is it happening to every profession, men, boys, children? Yes. I have known five-year-old kids try to kill themselves. No, you don't. If they come out of heavy-duty abuse, they will. So, this is the introduction, the three rounds. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you come back. Love always and forever. past your temper. Look at the board. Bank your notes. Get you a new notebook or tablet or whatever you use. And make the notes. See you in a bit. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Mental Health and the Forever Person. We are in series two of the three rounds. I believe this will be episode ten. Has everybody got your notebooks out, your tablets, and we're all ready. Everybody's here? Everybody's sitting down and ready. This one is going to still talking in the area of the soul with its conscious awareness and its subconscious. Nowadays, you're going to hear a lot about the ACEs, A-C-E, the acute childhood experiences, taking a survey, what they've discovered scientifically, which seems weird. But they have found out that when you have trauma, in your childhood and that could include many different things you are more likely to have adult problems in the mental health world and many other areas isn't that unique so now they're going around a lot of the caseworkers and uh, therapists are talking you'll hear it trauma-informed care Remember, these people have all got pretty much bachelor's degrees in social work, casework, counseling, psychology, sociology, or they have masters in guidance and counseling, mental health counseling, social work. And they're just now coming to the conclusion that events in our childhood affect us long after we are in our teens or our adults can you believe that there's a lot going on you'll hear about are you trauma informed do you understand about trauma there was actually some scientific research done some sciences and they came up with about 10 questions and if you answered say 4 3 or 4 or more yeses you had some trauma that have affected you in your soul and you've got issues because what they're trying to do in the mental health world is figure out what is going on with people yeah that's right with humans they can't figure out the person's attitudes his thoughts why he'd go into schools and shoot people why they bully people they have no clue. They ain't not even tackled the part about corruption, dictators, mafia, mob, which I'm studying now, memory. All they know is that experiences in your childhood, which is with who? Family, culture, neighbors, relatives, can affect your life just had something on LinkedIn very strange post and it was talking about how a judge tells a young girl about 7 years old she's just going to have to get over and get used to her father's mental illness and his violence I go what? the child has to be responsible for her own getting over this fear she has There was no blame towards the father, his mental illness, his violence. The judge, he must have a wrong kind of heart. Said to a seven-year-old child, hey, get over it. Get used to your dad being mentally ill. Get over your fear of his violence. Can you believe that a judge who sits on a bench under the laws would take the side of a adult over a child and blame the child and not order the father into treatment and separate them can you imagine what the ACEs score would be for that child and what we're going to deal with later when that young girl grows up and who are we to blame for that the father with mental illness that they believe now is just genetics and DNA and there's no hope and there's nothing you can do about it there's no cure get over it take a pill and deal with it violence they don't know and so this young girl it said that the judge ordered her just get over it you better get used to your dad being mentally ill and violent and and get over your fear of that what a horrible heart what is going on with this judge that he would choose the side of an adult against a seven-year-old child then you wonder why when this girl grows up she's or even before that she's human trafficked she's groomed for prostitution she gets on drugs and alcohol she marries an abusive man she gets in domestic violence sexual assault why that was her childhood that was her shaping and molding there's something wrong with the system now this ACES thing, this trauma informed care is at least trying to help people and say that soul of that child will be destroyed and programmed shaped and molded and conformed by that early childhood family and culture And what do we do as helping professions? Oh. Many different things. Maybe. Is mental illness a crime? No. Can you lock the person up? Well, we used to. Can you lock him up? No. Only if he's going to physically like kill the girl or physically beat her to a pulp or try to kill himself. Does he have to take any medicine? No. And the law can't make him take any medicine. Can you throw him in jail for being angry and violent? And what happens is this little seven-year-old grows up in that environment. Do you think that's damaging to her little psyche, her little heart, her little soul? What about her forever person? But that's what we have. So at least this group of people are trying to tell us there are toxic families that are continuing generational abuse, generational violence on young children. And this girl could become a runaway to get away from that man. okay? How do you think she thinks about the system of judges and the courts are they there to protect her what kind of heart and mind does this judge have to tell a little 7 year old girl that she has to live in that and that she has to put up with this and I'm going to ask that judge when that little child gets trafficked into human trafficking sexual abuse prostitution into drugs and alcohol and then abuses her children and marries a man like that. Can I hold you, judge, criminally liable for her life and lock you away because you allowed child abuse? Because you would not order an adult, you wouldn't separate them out. And you told the young girl, just get used to this. I'm going to hold you, judge. Not only legally now, but eternally responsible for those decisions. Is that a heart of love? Is that a a heart of a helper, a judge, a shepherd? One who is supposed to be making decisions to protect the innocent, the little ones, against the big bad wolves of the world? Or is this judge siding with who? Who? In the mental health world, you know what they're doing now? I got invited to be a keynote speaker up in Canada for positive psychiatry. They have finally figured out we are not giving any hope to anybody. We're telling them it's a biological disease, genes. There's no cure. There's no hope. Just manage it the best you can. Take your medicine, but we don't have to force you. And if things get thin, go to the psychiatric hospital. We'll medicate you. That's it. So you know what the survivors are doing? They're forming their own groups. And they're telling the mental health therapist, Up yours. We need hope. We need something that says there's more. We can be healed. We don't have to live like this. You know the difference is? If you get diagnosed with cancer, you go to a cancer hospital. Why they go to fighting. They tell you, we're going to lick this, fight this, we're going to get the team, we're going to get rehab, we're going to get everything. we we got a team, 10,000 people, and we're going to beat this, and we're going to eradicate it. So you as a cancer patient feel hopeful. you got fighters and soldiers and warriors helping you, but not in mental health. Why? Why do the psychiatrists believe that there's no cure? Is it so they can continue to give you medicine? Is that a philosophy that's taught in psychiatry? That it's just a biological disease? So now they are having conferences on, we need to have some positive psychology and psychiatry. What does that mean? They're not giving the patients any hope or encouragement for healing, for caring, or support and I'm on enough coalitions and I'm on the international radio the survivors are going and forming their own groups even in suicide they form something called RAP They, they were told that there's no cure there's no hope there's nothing you can do but take your medicine and end up in the hospital see you in three months that's it no support groups No spiritual involvement by pastors and community. Nothing. So the survivors have said, we ain't going to tolerate that. We want to be healed. We are going to help ourselves. We are going to form support groups on Facebook, out on the internet. We are going to help each other. Forget psychiatry and psychology. That is what's going on out there now. They can't even answer questions why children go into schools and have mental health problems most of their life and nobody treats it. And the schools are just as complicit and as guilty and should be held legally and criminally responsible for sweeping this under the rug with children. And then we have parents who do not want their children to be labeled with anything. They should be held criminally responsible because they damage children. And this ACEs, that's trauma informed care, tells us that you have a horrible childhood. Maybe violence in the home, domestic violence, shouting, shouting, screaming, early deaths. Maybe it's your religion. Maybe you're brought up in a cult, which I do work with a lot of those also. And the head guy says, I, Everybody's to have sex with me. I'm Papa. And Satanism, very rough. A lot of child abuse. How come we keep talking about it, we won't talk about parenting? We blame everything but the parents. Maybe the parents had no education, no classes. They're just a damaged. And what happens? Like produces like. I work enough in human trafficking to know. A lot of people blame the traffickers. Because they say, oh, they groom the girls or the little boys. They don't have to groom them. The parents have already groomed them. The parents have already ta- rejected them haven't fulfilled the need for love. Here's a little seven-year-old girl. She's going to deal with a violent father who's mentally ill. You think he can love her and meet her soul's needs as a father? No. So the parents are the groomers. They are the ones that shape and mold and they rip apart the heart and the soul. They leave big empty spaces there that a trafficker comes along i know it's there they're empty i just love on them to tell them they're the most beautiful thing they're a princess and i got them because the parents or the grandparents or the aunties or the neighborhood or even the church because in some cultures sexual abuse is rampant domestic violence accepted Drug gangs, neighborhood gangs, accepted. Human traffickers, they are handed a damaged good. The child runs away from home to get away from that. They find somebody that loves them, or at least says they do, takes care of them, meets that need in the hole that from their childhood trauma was never filled. And a child, somebody who finds they will do anything to have somebody love them. Whatever you say, I'll do it. And then it gets worse. But they're already groomed. The trafficker does not have to groom them. He just pours in words and gifts and makes this empty soul. This child who's been through childhood trauma feel loved and wanted, and the child's soul, the subconscious, will go right to it, run away from home, slip out the windows. It's, it's not difficult. So who's to blame here? Is it the parents? You betcha. Is it culture? You betcha. Is it some religions? you betcha is it society in itself where parents are more concerned with themselves who are also hurt and wounded yes takes a lot to raise a child and time what happens if there's childhood adverse experiences toxic family the child is shaped it's molded It has emptiness in it, in its soul. It can't get the love it wants. My brother's a great case. When my brother was, oh, let's say like, he was born four years before I was. And what happened was, my father was in the military and would go off to Saudi Arabia for about a year. And it was just my brother and my mother and when this man came back who the, my brother did not know mom goes off with him to be with her husband the father but the little boy interpreted that mother had abandoned him and was rejecting him for this other man and this would go on and then there was a lot of babysitters because they had they were officers and they had to go to a lot of parties so the boy grew up through most of his up till four years old I'm feeling abandoned and rejected by my mother for other people then I got born and she had to take care of me another rejection piled on another feeling in uh, abandoned this went on throughout his life and when she's dying in my living room of liver cancer and Alzheimer's he's sitting there and he says you know what I feel like she's abandoning me again and rejecting me we go She's dying. So I can't help but That's how I feel. So early on, did they explain it? But that's how he interpreted his early childhood. And it stayed with him. He actually got uh, became a borderline personality, always trying to be that child, trying to have his mama love him, and she kept re- uh, rejecting him, kicking him out of the house. He'd grow a mustache. You don't do that in the military in the 60s. Uh-uh. You don't have long hair. And you let come in this house. Mm -mm. You don't do that. And she actually chose her husband over, you know, her children, because that was her life. She had some issues, too. And what happened was he felt abandoned and rejected and rejected and abandoned. Got married two times, divorced two times, abandoned and rejected. And it just kept pounding away on him. And his childhood stuff stayed with him. Abandonment and rejection. So you think about the ACEs, the uh, acute childhood experiences. Parents go through a divorce. There's a death in the family. Somebody's sick. And uh, there's no father in the home. A lot of violent noises going on all the time. Somebody's an alcoholic. Somebody's doing drugs. Somebody's loud and cursing and and on their cell phone. And they're not paying no attention to the child. Because when you're an adult and your soul is incomplete also you want to be complete. You have nothing to give to your child. And when they bug you, you give them a cookie so they get, and they end up getting hooked on sugar and Cokes and their health gets bad. A lot of people don't want to talk about parenting. They don't want to talk about this, especially in some cultures. It's very hard. But I wanted to bring this to you so when you hear the word trauma-informed care, there are people getting trained that maybe these problems, that these kids who have to end up in foster care, that have to uh, then go back home or have to get adopted or they run away from home, so I spot it as soon as I hear an Amber or somebody ran away from home. And I bet you we got a bad home life. And there's abuse in there, of every kind. And their little subconscious person is trying to get away from it. It's hurting, it's wounded, it's traumatized, and it runs. And it will run to anything and anybody that will make it feel loved and give it some peace. And the traffickers are just, they're right out there. The pimps, they're right out there. And they're smart. They know the parents, or the grandparents, or the community has groomed them, shaped them, formed them, prepared them. They, okay? They're empty they're traumatized and they're so needy for love somebody to want them tell them they're a princess or a prince they want to be loved and they haven't had that so the traffickers know this and the traffickers also will play on any weakness you have I need some money I want to be out of my country to another country. I want a job. Why? Okay. Why aren't there jobs in their own countries? And I just heard something very interesting. That was why they like migration. So It's sort of like we want to help the people who want to work and get out of their country. Why don't you go spend time and straighten out the home country? And whoever's the government, hold them accountable, get in there, and change that nation. So the people can stay in the nation and work. But because there's corruption at the top leadership, and I guess people are afraid to go in there and tell that whoever, you aren't going to do this to this nation. And you're going to sit down and get out. I don't care if you were elected. There's somebody with some power and there's somebody that's got a host of myriad of powerful beings behind them and you're out. And you aren't gonna you have no rights anymore to take care of this nation and the resources and the people. So that's what migration is. They don't want to go into a country and deal with these governments. These people sound like we don't want to go in and deal with the parents and say, look, because of your own family, when you were a child, you are raising and doing the same thing. Now, it's all you know to do, but you are destroying this little child. Now, that judge that I told you, he should know better. But he's a part of this grooming process. So, this little seven year old will feel, I'm running. I'm not going to put up with that. And she'll run into the arms of a trafficker who will love her with words, shower her with gifts. And because that soul, that subconscious is so needy, so hurt and frightened, it wants to be loved, it will do anything to please this one person that seems to love it so when that is what is going on sort of behind the scene. so in the aces a lot of your therapists now are becoming trauma-informed therapists which is wonderful they're learning that childhood is very toxic. It shapes and molds the subconscious mind with memories. It, doesn't, it hurts. And then we're dealing with foster care and adoptions and Department of Children and Families. And we're dealing with drug culture mothers. And children growing up in gangs in the street. What's going on? All of that is right here in the conscious and the subconscious area of mental health. And all your therapists and psychiatrists, they also know when you live in that toxic environment, it will affect your biological brain. The foods, that I see it at Walmart. A child feels neglected. Mama won't talk to them. She's on her phone. I've seen them. They're in the checkout line. They got kids. They're on the phone. They ain't paying attention. Here, have a cookie. So the child learns when I'm upset, eat. Get some sugar. Then they wonder why the kid's bouncing around the wall, maybe with ADD. And won't calm down and go to bed. You've fed them sugar. Why? Because that's how you placate with food. And the body gets the sugar in there. And they learn when I'm under distress, eat. What do you do when you got mamas doing drugs, alcohol? Where's the fathers? Why is that okay? You know, one I'm going to tell you something. In America, I don't know about other countries. You want to, get, if you have a child out of wedlock and the the man does, the father does not live with you, you qualify for a lot of benefits. So the federal government actually promotes no man living in the house because they believe if a man is in the house, you should be paying the bills. So to a lot of women in the minority classes of everything they look at children as nothing but dollar signs I want more money if I want more food have another child why don't they do birth control Most, how many fathers pay even if you're in the drugs the drug dealers do they pay alimony child support no is that a cultural thing that's going on in a certain culture? Other cult- cultures have different beliefs. Now throw in religion. Some religions believe females are just useless. Throw them over the cliff. Kill them. Here's what happened in China. They were having everybody no birth control. So they were getting too many t- females. So they start only one child. And if you get a female, you got to kill them. So now they go, there's too many men in China. So now they're going into poor countries and buying from somebody a female bride at eight and nine. They want a virgin. Do you know what they do in the Islamic? They have, you can have an eight-year-old child as a wife. The imam, he says we're not to do this, but we'll do it. But don't put your penis in her vagina. Come in from the backside Because that way she stays a virgin. You can marry an eight-year-old. Have your child pornography. That's how you get it. That's in Islam. And it's accepted by the imams. Child bride. FDLS. The Mormons you would have one legal bride but you would have some spiritual brides little kids maybe 8 years old with men one of their guys one of their quote prophets is in jail for that and they had to force them to stop marrying girls at 10, 11 and 12 what is in a man's heart what kind of desire is there from his subconscious, that he would want to have sex with and marry a 10, 11, 12-year-old child. That is what is this subconscious is about. And mental health and trauma-informed care, it talks about the toxic relationships, atmosphere, families, culture, religion, experiences that a child goes through that affects them and causes them mental health problems. We see it later when they're teenagers or adults. Why do kids bully each other? What kind of heart is that to bully a weaker person? Why are the school systems don't send the children to mental health counselors why won't the parents allow them to have somebody look in their family is a child just a piece of property and nobody's going to tell it what this family what to do so in mental health in the forever person childhood experiences and they're traumatic one of the best movies to see about that is both the three faces of Eve with Joanne Woodward how when she was a young child I don't know maybe three or four playing under her house and her grandmother died and the culture of the family was when somebody died you'd go and kiss the dead cold body say goodbye and you. And the reason was they didn't think you would mourn so much well the little girl got to, into the living room it shows it in the movie when she remembers it and, my, and her mother leaning her down for the little girl who's screaming to kiss the dead body and she couldn't handle it so at that moment she split. Something which became, we learned later, was Eve Black, tough. She kissed the dead body. But Eve White, the sweet little girl, split off. She didn't know it. But that was culture that did that. Great movie to watch. How toxic, adverse childhood experiences Trauma causes mental health disorders and diseases and trauma to the subconscious. The next one that is out there with, um, I think it's, I can't even remember her name now, uh, Sybil. And shows how her mother was a Christian, tired to the piano, hold her up and everybody in town knew what mama was doing but she was schizophrenic and not even husband he was mealy mouse and the abuse that was occurring not even the primary care doctor nobody called the police took that child because this lady I think there was some spiritual stuff going on and her abuse and how it affected Sybil another great story that deals with childhood trauma is called suffer the child. Excellent. about the trauma in childhood. There are some great stories out there, kids growing up in satanism, growing up in cults. Uh look what happened to the children with Jim Jones. The children weren't they were poisoned. By their own parents, they weren't even allowed to have a life. Culture. Okay. Was that a religion? Okay. There's another one that was out in Waco, Texas. Branch Davidians. Children having sex with this David guy. They all die. Like adults. We have a problem. But at least, and now they're trying to tell us through these seminars, these conferences, this childhood trauma, that yes, childhood affects us. And if it's a traumatic, toxic toxic family, or there's events, somebody dies, mother's in a car wreck and dies, there's a divorce, somebody's an alcoholic. Somebody has a chronic sickness. Maybe just rejection. Dad's always drinking, watching the football games. All of that affects the child's development, the shaping and molding and training of the subconscious where your therapists are going to be working later. But there's holes in it. And it will then when it can if it has to run it will run it will slip out its window run away where anywhere what would make there was a wonderful case of some girls there was something called slim man he was on the internet I don't know anything about it but they went and stabbed a friend why? because they wanted to please this internet thing called slim man why would these girls do that? that they would stab a friend of theirs. Why were they trying to please this slim man? Did they not feel loved? Did they want to feel accepted? What was going on in their home lives? What had happened? What passed through generationally? So the therapists now are coming around talking about childhood trauma. And they do these surveys. Find out if you've had three or four of these events, then they've got a handle. We got some issues. It's an excellent thing to look up, it's out on the internet. So please become trauma informed. Learn about childhood experiences and the effects that it has, whether it's you end up in foster care, what happens to the children. Or you're a single parent. What the culture, or religion, or faith, poverty, no education, can't even talk, can't spell, can't read, never finished uh, high school. You just live on welfare. How all that affects a child? Because what happens, we see them later when they grow up, and then we go, what happened? Why are they leftists? Why are they pimps? Why are they drug dealers? Why are they carrying guns? Why are they doing this? Why are they pedophiles? Why are they trafficking women? Why would they do that? Why do we have corrupt politicians? Why do we have corrupt leaders that would lie and still? Some people look right at the camera and say, that's never going to happen. Period it's a lie why do they do that (coughs) what is going on with the human heart with the soul why would sports be more important than freedom of speech why would people choose money and not speak about human rights in certain countries and how they treat their women and their children. Is money more important than somebody's lifestyle? They're not any help to us. They can't help people because they've been bought off. Why can they be bought off? they want money. They want to be some kind of zillionaire millionaires. And they won't bite the hand that's giving them their lifestyle. What's wrong with their hearts? What's wrong with their soul? I'm need to be in capital. Money has become their god. So this episode, episode 10. why are you crying? Oh, you realize you had some bad stuff helping you yeah? Well, how do we fix it? It's very easy to. Yes, we can do that. A lot of people discover their childhood. The memories come back. Seem to come and go, get triggered with certain things. I'm reading about memories and smells and stuff. Very interesting. Words, colors, lights, sounds. We have a mess. And the therapists and the psychiatrists, they're trying. They're just now getting a handle. But at the same time, they're not very hopeful. When a psychiatrist tells you there's no cure for this disease, schizophrenia, which I don't even know where in the hell it came from, there's no cure. All we can do is medicate, 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 deal with it. Well, we can't force you to take your medication and if you go off and you start running around butt naked and doing stuff we'll call the police and we'll baker at you and we will put you in the hospital for 30 days and get you on some medication that's all we can do for you there's no hope there's no healing and the therapists, they're stuck what do you do with a schizophrenic that's hearing things and hearing voices and seeing things And the mental health says you're delusional and you're seeing pictures and things that aren't there. Well, maybe it's spiritual. People need hope. Just like this young one sitting here. I'm going to take care of that. That's no problem. The memories can go away. They can be destroyed. Because When you work in the spiritual realm with the forever person, we can take that stuff and deal with it. But this one was to talk about the ACEs, the trauma-informed care that is now in the mental health world. And therapists and caseworkers and foster parents, everybody's learning about the effects of childhood trauma. Go watch those movies. Go read some books about people that came out of abuse, out of cults, out of religious cults. Go and look at even the FDLS. They wear the prairie dresses. They live out on this stuff. About child rights. How about the religion in Islam in certain countries where they will do genital mutilization, believing that the females should have no pleasure in sex. So they cut some of her genitals off. Is that childhood trauma? Yes. Is being in poverty? Could be, depending on how the parents approach it. So your religion and whether they favor men or women or they believe in child brides, they'll do a quickie marriage and you just come in from the backside to this little ten year old girl. It's legal. But you know what that's called? Child abuse. We also have another group that they are men and they believe that they love little boys. They should be able to have sexuals with them when they're six, seven, eight, just showing them love. And that's their right. We have human traffickers, pimps, people making money off this. On what the parents did or parent, did they do their training? Did they groom the child? To be empty, have issues from the early childhood. So they'd be ready to be picked up, passed on to be a money making machine. Hmm? You watch some of this stuff. The parents, believe it or not, they are in cahoots with, sort of spiritually and mental health wise, with the traffickers. They are grooming, raising, training a child to be empty. So they will run to somebody. They'll love on them. Give them gifts. Make them feel wanted. Buy them some clothes. Okay. That's the parent's job. Do they know it? Some do, some don't. And if you want whatever you're in to continue, why would some adult men believe it's okay to get married to have sex with an 8-year-old? What's going on up here? What's going on in their soul? Do they have acute childhood experiences? Yes. Is it culture? Yes. A lot of this, it's religion, not spirituality, but religion-based. It's okay to sell your kids for money to a Chinese man because they don't have enough females at eight years old. You get some money, The little girl goes away, this man gets to have sex. Okay. And it becomes a slave. Why is that okay? What's it wrong in the Chinese government that they think females are not valuable? Why is it okay in Islam to cut some genitals off of some females? Where's that? Why is it okay that some imams will even violate their own rules and marry a man to an 8, 9, 10 year old so he can have sex in her anus but not in the vagina? Keep her a virgin. Why is that kind of marriage okay in religion? What is wrong with us? Why would we do this to precious, innocent children? What is in the soul, the hidden subconscious part of people that do this? Why would a judge tell a seven-year-old, Get over your fear of your father who's violent and mentally. Get over it. Why would the judge do that? Because he's part of that grooming. So that child will not love the system. Not feel safe with judges and in the courts. And will run to the underworld. Where there are tough guys. Well, they'll feel protected. Hey you mess with me. I'll shoot you and kill you. And the child is so damaged. Not loved. Never feel safe. They will run right into the arms of some people that will love them and then they're ready for to do anything they want to to keep the love. A child who is so needy and cannot even get attention in childhood will act up, be bad, just to get the parent's attention because they're needy for attention, to be valued, to be noticed, to be considered a part of the family. Some parents will sacrifice one of their children as the bad the bad one. And love on everybody else. One gets picked to be the sacrificial abused child while the others get stuff. We are in a mess as human beings and as civilizations all over the world. We have human hearts and souls that are so evil and wicked. Can't even describe it most of the time. And they are raising children and they're grooming them. They're passing on this stuff. And it's generations after generations. How do you think a little girl would feel about a higher power, a God. If she's eight years old and married to a thirty-something-year-old man, and he has sex in her anus, what do you think she believes about this God, this Allah? What do you think if you were a little girl and you have your genitals mutilated, so you can okay, so you cannot have any pleasure in this, and that's your culture? Why don't we castrate and cut off the testicles of men? Because that's not in the religions. There's something wrong with us. There's something wrong in the human heart and the human mind. Is that all mental illness? Are those mental health issues? Would that be considered abnormal to cut off your genitals of a little five-year-old six-year-old girl is is that judge mentally ill to tell that seven-year-old get used to your father get over your fear of it is that normal has society and humanity gone so down into the gutter and the deep darkness that we are just producing it. And we don't care. We care more about the Super Bowl and the football games and the World Series and sports. And we care more about our multi-million dollars from China and more about getting our Nike shoes. And we care more about the oil from Venezuela. What is wrong with humanity? Humanity. Are we getting better? Is this normal? Have we been through this before? I'm going to tell you, yes sir, we have. And is it getting any better? No. Is it getting worse? Yes. What's wrong with us? At least we got a group of people trying to tell us that your childhood experiences can be toxic and cause you problems I don't know what that does to the parents who are also raised in that toxic environment they don't know any better they need help the grandparents need help the culture needs help the religions need help what do we do and the poor mental health therapists and psychiatrists are trying to fix this stuff and try to deal with it and they're having to, they run up against the law and religion and culture. And it's, there's something wrong with the human heart, the human mind. And mental health is trying to fix it. Loving foster parents, loving caseworkers, there's loving judges there's loving imams there's wonderful people in every religion but not all of them so I wanted to bring this about trauma informed care it's out on the internet the ACEs to see if uh, you have anything in your life that was considered traumatic that may have dealt you some blows caused you not to fully emotionally develop maybe got some uh, empty tanks in there that need to be filled causes you to make decisions that aren't appropriate chooses you to go towards drugs or alcohol or sports what kind of children do you think we're going to have if you grow up on social media playing the games, they're telling us the lights are going to, they're addictive. They're changing the brain. What are they going to be like as adults? Are we heading towards a matrix type where everybody's just plugged in to their phones and whatever's on Facebook, whatever's on Twitter, whatever's out there, and being fed this stuff through the eyes, okay, is it just like now? You're hooked up to the power plant. You're nothing but robots. We're going to tell you. We're going to program you. We're going to tell you what's real, what's not real. We're going to direct you. We're going to shape you and mold you. So when you become an adult, you vote this way. You'll believe this, not that. We've so much violence now. Free speech has gone out. You can't talk about it. Nobody wants to discuss anything. What is going on with humanity? What kind of soul and subconscious and mind is there it's just questions to ask so what I'd like to do I have one person here if any of them would like I'm just going to sort of do some healing with them how do you do that? very easy I had a power working with me I'm the forever person it'll take care of business as long as you want the healing Okay, I'm just going to say be done. That which is there from the childhood, the memories, the trauma, be gone. By Agape godless power, it's not hard. But what happened is first you have to understand that it it affects the forever person, and you have to want to be healed. First you have to know that you have something wrong. And I just say the words because words have bring power. They have life or death. And they got something with me that works with the forever person it's no problem as long as you want it a lot of people they're afraid if they get healed who would they be I, I have to tell a lot of people they're in their 60s and 70s and they're still victims of childhood sexual abuse and they now are that's their identity Like to blame it on that then they don't have to do anything And they don't stay in counseling. They don't get healed. That's their identity. That's all they got. And they're still suffering. Because as long as you claim that, that you are still a victim of it, and you haven't dealt with anything, and that's what you got. So enjoy. This was episode 10, I think. I'll try to get it up as quick as I can. Pastor Deborah here. God be loved. Love is here ministries and please go to the website to say it org. it will be on the YouTube channel uh, the hidden kingdoms hopefully I can find uh, this might be the end of that one and we'll start on uh, episodes for the forever person about who he is or what he does what is going on with that part the spiritual part of us And is it in a religion? Is it part of religion? What is it? (laughs) Most of us sort of know. We have an idea, but we're not sure. And how does that come into play with mental health? But right now, just remember what we talked about. Trauma-informed care, the ACEs, and how your childhood does affect you. Love, Pastor Deborah. Be blessed. Be well. See you next time. And I'm tired. I've been at the flea market. I've been up. This is my second uh, thing. I might try to do one more, but I don't know. Love you. Bye-bye.